Hello, this is Supriti from Newslaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Tuesday, the 25th of May. India reported over 1,96,000 new coronavirus cases in the last 24 hours, taking the infection tally to over 2 crores 69 lakhs. This is the first time since April 15th that the single-day rise in cases has come under 2 lakhs. However, it is worth noting that the number of COVID tests conducted in the last 24 hours were only a little over 19,48,000. The number of tests conducted on Monday, on the other hand, were over 23 lakhs. Based on government data, Al Jazeera reported that the number of vaccines being administered daily has dropped during the past month, from 2.4 million on May 11th to merely 1.5 million on Saturday. The death toll climbed by 3,511, taking the country's tally to 3,07,231. These figures, however, have been suspected to be heavy undercounts. Globally, the coronavirus has now infected over 167.1 million people and killed over 3.46 million. Yesterday, Karnataka's Health and Medical Education Minister, K. Sudhakar, said that the state had reported 446 black fungus infections and 12 related fatalities so far. According to NDTV, the minister said that a committee of experts has been constituted to find the cause of this infection. Some of the primary causes include contaminated water used in humidifiers, excessive use of steroids, unsterilized medical equipment, and prolonged use of the same mask, tube, or beds. The committee also suggested stopping renovation work in COVID hospitals, not allowing outsiders into ICU wards, and ensuring hygiene in clinical facilities. In Uttar Pradesh, a case of yellow fungus was detected in a patient, who was also suffering from black and white fungus infections. The 45-year-old patient is currently undergoing treatment at a city hospital. India has reported more than 8,800 cases of black fungus, or mucomycosis, in a growing epidemic of the disease. A group of villagers in Madhya Pradesh yesterday attacked a medical team led by a woman revenue official that had visited to urge them to get vaccinated for COVID. The incident took place at Malikhedi village in Ujjain. The team had visited the village earlier, but locals were not ready to take the vaccine shots. When the team reached the village again yesterday morning and tried to persuade the locals to get vaccinated, some villagers allegedly attacked the panchayat office bearer's husband, who was part of the medical team. Speaking to NDTV, a member of the team said, and I quote, While the tehsildar and other team members were talking to villagers, a group of over 50 men and youths, armed with rods and swords, came to the spot and started misbehaving with the team. End quote. Additional SP Akash Bhuria said that a case has been registered against four men for the attack and attempts are underway to arrest them. Yesterday, Haryana Health Minister Anil Vij said that one lakh coronal kits of Patanjali Ayurved will be distributed amongst coronavirus patients in Haryana free of cost. Vij said that half of the cost of these kits has been borne by Patanjali and the other half by the Haryana government's COVID relief fund. Ramdev had introduced Ayurveda-based coronal on June 23rd last year, when the pandemic was at its peak. In February this year, 
the WHO's South Asia Twitter handle tweeted that the global health body has not reviewed or certified the effectiveness of any traditional medicine for the treatment of COVID-19. The clarification came amid claims made by Baba Ramdev's Patanjali Ayurved that its coronal medicine had received certification from Ayush Ministry as per WHO certification scheme. China has completely dismissed reports about three researchers in Wuhan who went to hospital with an illness shortly before the coronavirus emerged in the city and spread around the globe. Beijing has always fiercely fought the theory that the virus could have escaped from one of its laboratories. Citing a US intelligence report, the Wall Street Journal had reported on Sunday that the trio from the Wuhan Institute of Virology were affected as early as November 2019, suffering from symptoms consistent with both COVID-19 and common seasonal illness. However, a Chinese foreign ministry spokesperson described the claims as totally untrue and told reporters that it had not been exposed to COVID-19 before December 30th, 2019, and a zero infection record is kept among its staff and graduate students so far. Delhi police teams landed at the offices of Twitter India yesterday evening after serving a notice to the social media giant. This comes amidst a row over BJP leader Sambit Patra's tweet on an alleged Congress toolkit being marked as manipulated media on the platform. The police said that they went to Twitter India's offices in South Delhi and at Gurgaon to hand the notice in person after finding the company's replies ambiguous. They also claimed that the visit was necessitated because they wanted to ascertain to whom they had to serve the notice. Government officials told NDTV and I quote, "Instead of cooperating with law enforcement, Twitter has tried to play the victim by mischievously overplaying a routine procedure at this time." End quote. On May 18th, BJP spokesperson Sambit Patra shared a tweet which had screenshots of what he called a Congress toolkit, which aimed at discrediting Prime Minister Narendra Modi and the government's handling of COVID. The Congress wrote to Twitter saying the so-called toolkit was fake and included forged letterheads. Two days later, Twitter marked Patra's tweet as manipulated media, and the following day, the government wrote a stern letter asking Twitter to remove the tag. as the toolkit was still being investigated the wire reported that bjp's national vice president and former chatisgarh chief minister raman singh's tweet on the same has also been labeled as manipulated media on may 18th singh had also tweeted an alleged toolkit by congress and accused it of taking advantage of the pandemic in the country and had hatched a conspiracy to discredit the country in foreign media it can get exhausting trying to filter out the manipulated content from your daily consumption of news there is just so much to pass through to segregate fact from fiction more often than not it's independent news organizations and fact checkers who call out misinformation making it easier for you to navigate this post truth world news laundry has been doing its part to dispel misinformation and rumors by hosting regular webinars to discuss the covid pandemic and answer questions from subscribers the latest one was held on may 21st with dr priya sampath kumar chair of infection and prevention control at mayo clinic and dr soumya sheik neuroscientist and founding editor of alt news science they discussed the effectiveness of covid treatments and vaccines as well as the connection between covid and micromycosis you can access the video on our website and youtube channel it is titled nl webinar 
COVID reinfection, vaccine efficacy, and what we know about mucomycosis. We've got another webinar scheduled for tomorrow that is focused on mental health. Meghnad will be in conversation with Dr. Vikram Patel, who is the Principal Research Fellow at the Harvard Medical School. They'll talk about the uncertainty surrounding COVID testing and treatment, the stress and anxiety of the pandemic, and coping mechanisms for all of it. Disclaimer alert, only subscribers can attend this webinar. So if you don't want to miss out on this opportunity, head over to our website newslaundry.com and join the peaceful army that keeps news free. There is no better time than now to support those who look out for you during these trying times. A 50-year-old man was beaten to death by villagers in Assam's Baksa district, allegedly on suspicion of practicing witchcraft. The victim was identified as Biren Boro, and five people have been arrested so far. The police said that further investigation would reveal whether there was a different motive. They added that a kangaroo court had allegedly first branded Birain as a practitioner of witchcraft, after which he was attacked by a mob. Policemen reached the spot to try and help him, but were reportedly attacked as well. At least 161 people have been killed in witch hunts and other superstitious practices between 2001 to 2019 in Assam, and 133 cases have been registered since 2001. The Assam Witch Hunting Prohibition Prevention and Protection Act, which implements stringent punishments and fines for branding and killing people for being witches, has been in effect in the state since 2018. Mehul Choksi, who along with his nephew Nirav Modi, stands accused of perpetrating a bank fraud of 13,600 crore rupees on Punjab National Bank, has been reported as missing from Antigua and Barbuda, according to his lawyer Vijay Agarwal. The lawyer said, and I quote, Mr. Mehul Choksi is missing. His family members are worried and anxious and had called me to discuss. Antigua police are investigating. Families in the dark and worried about his safety. End quote. Choksi, a diamond trader, had come under the scanner of multiple agencies in India, including the CBI, ED, and SFIO for the alleged fraud on PNB. He was believed to be in the Caribbean island of Antigua since he left India in 2018, after the PNB scam came to light. India has also sought Choksi's extradition from Antigua, and an Interpol arrest warrant has been issued against him. In March, Union Finance Minister Nirmala Sitharaman said, and I quote, The government is following up with the United Kingdom regarding extradition of Malia and Modi while Choksi is believed to be in Antigua. They are all coming back to face the law of the land. End quote. Free Press Kashmir reported that at least 18 people, including five journalists, were allegedly assaulted in South Kashmir's Shopian yesterday during an eviction drive in a forest. The incident took place in the upper regions of Zampatri, when members of the Gujar community allegedly resisted being evicted. Members of the community told the Free Press Journal that they weren't permanent residents and lived out of temporary sheds to graze their cattle. They said they had not received any prior notice before the eviction began. And when they protested, the officials began to beat them. The official's version of events is that a routine eviction drive had been taking place when members of the Gujar community assembled and attacked them and the journalists who were present to report on the drive. An American journalist working for a news magazine in Myanmar was detained on Monday. Danny Fenster, 
managing editor of Frontier Myanmar, was detained in Yangon International Airport as he was preparing to board a flight to Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. While there is no clarity on why Fenster was detained, Frontier Myanmar released a statement saying that he had been taken to insane prison in Yangon, which over decades has housed thousands of political prisoners. Fenster is the fourth foreign journalist to be detained in Myanmar since the military coup began in February. His fellow U.S. citizen Nathan Maung, who is the editor-in-chief of Kama Youth Media, is currently detained at Insane Prison, while freelancers Robert Bokiaga of Poland and Yuki Kitazumi of Japan have been deported. According to Myanmar's Assistance Association for Political Prisoners, which has been keeping a detailed tally of arrests and deaths since the military takeover in February, almost 4,300 people have been detained by Myanmar's general so far, including 95 who have already been sentenced. Frontier Myanmar is one of two established English-language media outlets in Myanmar still allowed to publish, along with the Irrawaddy. Two others, Myanmar Now and Mizima, were banned but continue to operate underground. That's all the news we have for you today. Take care and hold on during these trying times. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.